98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Five o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo Show. Happy Tuesday to you. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and hanging out with us here on 98.7 FM. That's a happy song Arizona right there, Station. It sure is. That's a nice happy song. I don't know what it is, but it's a happy song. It's the One Republic song from the new Top Gun movie. One Republic. Oh, yeah. this is the... Um, I ain't worried. This is the, the where they're playing the, the beach volleyball. The aggressive the, but, but football the be- or whatever Yeah, the, the beach football. It's like supposed to be their beach volleyball scene. It replaces the volleyball and jeans, which I think is a, is an upgrade in my opinion. Yeah, you're, you're playing offense and defense at the same time. Give me a little more on this. I mean... Have you still you've still not seen Top Gun Maverick yet? Have you? No. No. Movie was because like this is how crazy my wife is. Like I always want to watch a movie. She wants to watch TV shows. I want to watch movies. I'd like to watch a movie. So you know we're sitting there and like she'll watch back to back to back TV shows. I'm like you know that's like that's the same amount of time we take to watch a movie. (laughs) <laughs> like okay, you watch just watch the Good Doctor and Chicago PD and the Resident. Like that's the same amount of time it would take to watch a movie. Yeah. The other day, I walk in and her and Q are watching iRobot. I'm like, you that's told a you movie. don't right? I'm like that's a good movie. Like that's a really good movie. I, I, I think I've I've solved the problem. She just doesn't like watching movies with you. That that's apparently what like, I'm getting. Tom at. Brady. That's the Tom Brady's. Uh, you know the the. The 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 mother of his first child. That's Tom Brady's. Yes, yeah, she's Bridget in that. Monahan. Bridget yes, Monahan. That's that's yeah. the mother of his first child. Speaking of, yeah. you guys saw today. Giselle and Tom Brady have hired divorce lawyers. <gasps> oh no! What? According to uh, New York Post, I believe y'all didn't see this. No, oh, that was genuine I, shock. I, didn't so see it at all. I'm not, I had no, no idea. We shouldn't be in shock. Like we like it was it, this well, the no, whole reason why? Yeah, I, 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 we knew that there was trouble there, but I hadn't seen it like official. They hired divorce lawyers. Oh, look out, man! Those Microsoft Surface things. He's gonna. <laughs> He's going to blow those things up this weekend, man. He's going <laughs> to. But, but, but then the question becomes, who gets half of what when you're married you to Giselle? You keep yours, I keep mine. Right? I mean, seriously, in a situation like that, I, I mean, you, you she makes more than he does. I'm going to make a prediction. He gets back with Bridget Moynihan. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction. I think he's going to be down bad, eat a lot of avocado ice cream, maybe a couple pints. I think him and Bridget Moynihan, is she married? Look it up. I think she's taking it back. There Honestly, has been a lot of Zach Wolf. Wilson jokes. Oh, oh whoa, man. Zach Wilson. No. <laughs> I don't understand. We can't. Oh, we can't. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to. Did you not hear about Zach Wilson? No. What happened? August ish, right around August. I will. We, we cannot discuss it on the air. I will tell you off Zach the air Wilson what happened with August. Zach Wilson. I'm just uh, looking up uh, Zach Wilson. Just whatever August. you do, whatever you see, don't say anything on the air, Gambo. That's the only rule. <laughs> don't, don't say anything on the air. It's a, it is an off oh, the damn. air. Yeah, it is a not safe for work topic. <laughs> I can't believe you're seeing this for the first time. I didn't know this. I, I can't no, believe oh, this. Man, it's so, that's so funny. Wow. That's so funny. Um, and by the way, one last thing about Tom Brady. Man, that dude needs to eat some real ice cream. I mean, seriously, he looks like, I mean, like, really, no, have a cheeseburger, dude, please. <laughs> a, a couple just slices once. of cheese, just a little once. mayo, just for fun. A little mayo, a little cheese, wouldn't kill you. You could you could use a little something on the on them bones right now, Tom. I mean, even if you're single, like, you're so stupid rich, it doesn't matter if you're like 30 pounds overweight. Yeah. Where were we? Jalen Hurts. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We, we got distracted between. Anyway, please see Top Gun Maverick. It's really, really good. It's I would like to. A really like good to. movie. Yeah, it's really like well to. done. Um, 
Jalen Hurts. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town this week. They're, they're the only 4-0 team left in the NFL. There was a time when people looked, and maybe we're still in that time, when people looked at Jalen Hurts and said, yeah, the Eagles are good, but man, I don't know if he's the long-term answer or quarterback. Oh, they didn't draft him to be the long-term answer. They drafted him in late second round and be the backup to Carson Wentz because Wentz, they wanted a good quarterback. They didn't want to wait till the fifth or sixth round, so they wanted somebody good because Wentz got hurt a lot. But I think at the time they drafted him, I don't think they were thinking, okay, we're not going to have Carson Wentz as our quarterback. They were just like, Wentz gets hurt and we need a reliable guy and so they got him late second round he wasn't a first round pick or not even a, hey if we go by your old remember your old logic with quarterbacks like you got to get him by the middle of the second round yes I mean he wasn't in that no, middle of the second wasn't. round he was late in the second it was late in the second they got him yeah I always I always used to believe that if you're going to draft a quarterback draft him by the middle of the second round because by then teams that need quarterbacks have passed on them twice and they're probably not yeah. very good I mean he but, was a shorter quarterback he's like six feet tall so he was a shorter quarterback and it was something like and that's why I fell so far. There wasn't a lot of people that thought that that he had the, the prototypical size of a quarterback. What's funny about it is that everyone's talking about the Eagles, and rightfully so because they're 4-0, and and yet most acknowledge that that was Jalen Hurts' worst game of the season that he had against, against the Jags. He didn't play great in that game, not like we've seen him play in other games, but overall, the big number with him... I'm going to call an Aaron Judge home run right here. I'm just going to say it. Just to, I'm going to say it to you now while he's batting against Texas. I'm just going to call my shot. He's going to hit number 62 right here. You can go on now. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. That was, just, but now I'm now that I know that Aaron Judge is batting, he, Aaron, we can do the Judge double box batting. if you want. <laughs> Aaron Judge is bad. We can't do that. We can't do a double box on the radio. Like two people talking at one time. You talk about the football game. I'll talk about Aaron Judge. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's you, leading off the first inning right now. He is stuck on 61, tied with Roger Maris, one home run away from breaking the record, and he's in a terrible slump. And I think that he's going to hit one out right here. You think so? You're calling your shot. I'm calling my shot. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, that's bold. Yeah. That's bold. I don't know and if, if I caught the ball, I would never give it back to him. <laughs> well, that's not I bold. That's the, guy, most, I saw that's the most gamble thing ever. The guy who caught Albert Pujols' 703 ball, he was like, Pujols wants the ball. He was like, no, nah, I'm keeping it. That's <laughs> what happened. Like, I was like, yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> the number for, while well, you keep your eye on Aaron yeah. Judge, the number for Jalen Hurts, 9.1 yards per attempt. So much better than what he's done over the last couple of years. And my is. friend, you called there it. Is. Oh, there it is. You Number called 62. it. Look at that. Whoa. Bang. You, oh, how about that? You called how it. How about that? Look at that. There's a no doubter, too, man. He hit that yes. thing. The minute it came off the bat, you're like, yes. yep, that's that. Aaron Judge, Ooh, number go 62. All right, I'm suspicious. I'm officially suspicious. Oh, How what? did you know? I, How did you know? I don't know. I felt no, it. I felt no, it as a Yankee that's... fan. I felt it. I just did. I stopped the entire show to tell Bernsey he's going to freaking hit it right here. I just, I don't know. He got to the plate. I he was walking. I still got a smile. He felt loose. They just stopped the game. They just stopped the baseball game. The entire team is out to meet Aaron Judge. First inning, Aaron, was that the first pitch? That second pitch. Second or third second pitch. Second pitch. The first pitch was third pitch? I think it was the third pitch. And there's his mom third right pitch. there. Yeah. There's his mom. Yeah, what so, an he, incredible moment. He got a high fastball and then uh, looked like a slider that caught the plate that he that he took. And then he got a fastball and he just cranked Oh, who it. caught that ball? I'm not sure. I it went, went, pretty, deep to him. went pretty deep into the stands. Not the yeah. dude that fell out of his seat all the way down. That's for sure. <laughs> no, not that, not that Did dude. Did somebody fall out of his seat? Uh, yeah. On that one right there? So Aaron Judge. 
Judge, yes. now the all-time American League home run record holder. But most people, considering that now everybody that's ahead of him is either McGuire, Sosa, or Bonds, many people consider Aaron Judge to be the Correct yes. and proper holder I of do. the single season home run I record. Absolutely do. Of course, the websites and the record books will never reflect as much, but there are many people who believe that that he is yeah. the legitimate holder of that record. Given that the other guys now ahead of him are so illegitimate, for lack of a better way, of standing putting it. ovation in Texas, all the relief, everything, just all that pressure gone. Now he finally got home run number sixty two, and he better win the MVP over Otani. Oh, he, he better will. win the MVP. He, he will. I was reading the story today. Some guy thinks Otani. There's people that think uh, Otani should win there's it. There's people who, you know, when it comes to that, there are people who have so many agendas when it comes to, I'm going to vote for this guy. I'm not going to vote for that guy. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. He'll win it. He, he'll. I called that home run. I, That's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> It was, it was Eric's like, how did you I do that? I, like, I, no, I, I stopped it. I had the, a feeling. The answer to the question, once again, 11 years I've worked with this dude. It's not a semi-charmed kind of life. It's a fully charmed kind of life, Gamble lifts. He just does stuff like this. That's he it. just, he just, this is him. This uh, is, yes. for people who are wondering, how did Gambo call that? He didn't have any information. I've been he blessed didn't know. by he God. Just, you have been touched by the hand of God. You should have been doing this for the last couple of weeks, man. He's been stuck. No, no, I just, this is the first time I called a home run and I got it. I well, just knew. Honestly, I knew. I'm telling you, I knew. I don't know why I, I would have got a hundred bucks. I knew he was going to hit it right there. This is the first time we've put the game on while we've been on the air. No, we've had the game on before. I don't think we we've have had, had the games on. Games yeah, on we in have here. had games I, on. I don't think so. I'm usually the one who does the remote control thing, and I don't remember putting on too many Aaron Judge games. We had the first game on. Oh, because I put it on. Okay. I think we had the game on yesterday. Uh, no. No. Mm. No, we didn't. I'm almost sure we did. I mean, everybody and their mother's cutting into it. I mean, like ESPN's cutting into yeah. it during college football. We're watching MLB Network right now. Well, congratulations to him. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about Jalen Hurts. Congratulations to me. <laughs> I don't get much for it. I just I called it, but I want to congratulate myself for calling it. You know what? That yeah. is also the most you everything. Aaron Judge hits a home run. But let's make it about Gambo. Let's make sure that we make this historic oh, moment I want to see if I can about the New Yorker 3,000 miles away. I told you he was going to do it. I, uh, I'm not like that. I'm a humble. God. Let's make this moment about gambling. What are those no the no doubters, too? Like, the second he hit it, you knew it. The, every, the, the second he hit it, you knew it was gone. Right. Uh, so while somebody goes and buys Gambo a cookie out of the vending machine for correctly predicting Aaron Judge's home run, when we come back to the Burns and Gambo show, who is the best team in the NFC? Well, that's the Eagles. Who's the second best team in the NFC? That's complicated. And that's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons, 2 till 6 on the Arizona Sports App. John Gambo, Dave Burns on this Tuesday afternoon. If you just missed it, sir, if you weren't listening in the last segment, Aaron Judge, 62nd home run of his season, passing Roger Maris for the all-time American League home run lead, and in the minds of many, the single-season home run champ in Major League Baseball history. Of course, history won't reflect that, because McGuire and Sosa and Bonds. But what does history reflect? That none of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, but None of them are in the Hall of Fame. You can't take the, the what they did away, but you can diminish it by you can, not putting them in the Hall of Fame. But, what but, is, the, what but, but the Hall of Fame isn't the... Of course it says something, but it doesn't say everything. Uh, baseball Hall of Fame it's is... It's not the end-all, be-all. Go to any website anywhere and search single-season home run leaders, and you will not find a list that does not include McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds. Fake news. Oh, stop. It's fake news. Stop. Stop it with that. Come on. I don't, I understand. You can choose not to recognize it, but I that understand. doesn't mean that it's but not a lot real. Of, a, lot of people, a lot of people cannot give fair credit to Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa for what I, they did. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that, but you can't call it fake news that those guys... No, but they cheated. Well, that's fine, but I mean, they cheated they're still to get there. their accomplishments. Yeah, they're still there, and and it's never going away. But it's doesn't never, not it's putting never him in the Hall of Fame... How about, well, you, you're, the sing, you're the all-time home run leader, and, and you're the single-season home run, and you can't get in the Hall of Fame? Well, that's one part of the story, but that's not the only part of the story. That's, that's a huge part of the story. That's not the only thing that defines it. I mean, it's, it's their other... It's, it's, okay, okay. It, can you say Bonds, McGuire, or Sosa without saying cheater? No, I no. can't. So that's like okay. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. The record books will say what it what it what it is, but you know, um, a lot of people will look at Aaron Judge 62 and think that it's a lot more legitimate. A lot of people will think that absolutely. Philadelphia Eagles. They're four and zero. They're coming into town this week. Take on the Cardinals. Beyond that, we're basically a quarter of the way into the NFL season. Now, go back and look at everybody's record a quarter of the way in the last season, and you'll see some things that'll probably surprise you a little bit. These things can change. We don't know exactly what the landscape's going to look like four weeks from now, eight weeks from now. But right now, you look around the NFC. And it's really hard to tell who's good, who's bad, who's not, who's in, who's out. Right? The Eagles, Eagles are good. Okay, we'll, we'll, we're going to give you that. The Eagles are a very good football Best team. team. Um, in the NFC, yeah, yes, I think. Okay, because we did in the beginning of the year. I said, give me four teams. None of us picked the Eagles. Four teams that would win this. Three teams that would win the Super Bowl. I took Buffalo, Kansas City, Green Bay, and you're like, I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't make that bet with you. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Nobody had. And, and nobody honestly, had Philly. The fourth team. I would have added if I could have. Bucks, the Chargers. Chargers. And I'm not adding them now, not with their injuries, right? No, nobody would have added Philadelphia. Nobody would have. And 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 look, if we're going to draw parallels between the 2022 Eagles and the 2021 Cardinals, of which I think there are parallels between the two of them, I mean, that Cardinals team got off to just as hot a start as the Eagles have this year. Yeah, what was the number? 4-0 with 400-plus passing yards? Well, 400-plus offensive yards offensive in the first yards. four games, right? Yeah. The Cardinals did it last year. Did the same thing the Eagles are doing this year. And, and, and so... No one's writing the Eagles into the Super Bowl just yet. I'm sure some people in Philly are. But the broader point with the NFC, and this kind of plays into the Cardinals here a little bit, is the Bucks look vulnerable. The Rams look extremely vulnerable. The Packers, okay, they're off to a 3-1 and one start, but does anybody trust those wide receivers Aaron Rodgers has up no, there? No, but I'd honestly go back to the Bucks for a second. I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating this. I mean, where's Brady's mind going to be? I mean, if this is all true, this, you know, the divorce filing and all that, like, if this is all true, like, where's his mind going to be at this point? It's a good question. And I it, yeah, I mean, I got they, their next three games are pretty easy games. They don't play anybody, so they'll they'll get back on the snide and they'll be okay. But they don't look like a great team, Tampa Bay. The, the Packers with no Devontae Adams, Rodgers is really struggling to find rhythm with those receivers. Philly looks great now, but we're four games in. The defending Super Bowl champs look terrible. I mean, they look they do not look like a good football team. So it is hard, it is early. Teams will get hot. They'll get better later. Look after four, you 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 mentioned it after four games. 
games last year, people probably thought the Cardinals were going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, are they they I'm, they were they were what the Eagles are now. Yeah, four and zero with four hundred plus yards in each game. Yeah, but look around the NFC. All right, Cowboys are three and one. I think they're better than I thought because of that defense. Yeah, but I still don't know how good they are. The Giants are three and one. You talk about fake news. That's fake news. Okay, they're yeah, they're that's true. They're not very good. they're not very good. The Vikings are three and one. Who's believing the Vikings are one of the elite teams in the National Football League? I, I mean, it's we thought they could contend for a playoff spot, but I don't think anybody thinks they're elite. No, nope. by any stretch. No, nope. Packers are three and one. We talked about them a second ago. The Bears are two and two. That they, they're, and they're, they're terrible. They're not good. The Bucks are two and two. We talked about them. The Falcons. They're t- I, we could do this. Falcons are probably going to have a quarterback change. Mariota's terrible. They New could. Orleans may have a quarterback change. Dalton played played better than Winston. No, no, there's no legitimate stars in the NFC. I still think like the three or four best teams in the league are in the AFC. I agree. Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, the Chargers when Herbert is healthy is a real is really good. Baltimore, I know they're two and two, but Baltimore is good. Miami. And then I can have two a play this week, but man, they look—they like the, the, the AFC to me probably has five of the six best teams in the league. Yeah, they probably do. Um, and, and then I mean, if we're having an honest conversation about who the second best team in the NFC is. I mean, I know this is recency bias, but it might be the San Francisco 49ers. And if you go by point differential, it is the San Francisco 49ers. They have the second best, you know, points scored, points allowed. The Eagles are number one in the NFC. San Francisco is number two in the NFC. And they, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo cannot shoot himself in the foot, shoot them in the foot, that defense might be so good. Maybe they are the second best team in the NFC. They, they've balled defensively so far this year. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, okay, you mentioned the two best defenses uh, of all time, right? The 85 Bears. And the 2000 Ravens. And the yeah. 2000 Ravens. You know what neither one of those teams had? What? A great quarterback. No. Neither one of those teams had a good quarterback. No, they didn't. So, like, you know, and so the 49ers could be every bit as as good as those teams, because you're talking Trent Dilfer and Jim McMahon. Jimmy Garoppolo, so they won Super Bowls. They were dominant, dominant teams, those teams. They were dominant because they they, if, they held you to 12 points a game. Mm-hmm. So neither one of those teams that had the best defenses in the history of the league had a quarterback worth a damn. No, no, they didn't. And, and Garoppolo's better than both of those guys. Yeah, and Garoppolo's the guy who's taking a team to a Super Bowl. He's taking the team to the cusp of a Super Bowl last year in the NFC Championship game. Isn't it funny that the one time the Niners haven't beaten the Rams... Was in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's a play of the. Yep. Like the one time they couldn't get over on Sean McVay was when the Super Bowl happened to be on the line when, when it, it mattered, mattered the most. When it mattered the yeah. most, right? But the Rams, they don't look to be very good. And, and in the midst of all of this, the Cardinals, it's an uneven start. That's putting it mildly. That's being very polite. Garoppolo, McMahon, or Dilfer? Who's better? Uh. I think Garoppolo. I mean, I think so too. I think because I, I did I not think, think McMahon was any good as a quarterback. I mean, he's yeah. not very good. No, but, none of them are that good. But I think he's bad. Yeah, but they picked the best or the worst. Dilfer, think, Dilfer was the worst. You can debate between McMahon and Garoppolo, but I'm saying no, those those dominant those three defensive dominated teams didn't have great quarterbacks. If the Cardinals can find a way to tie down the loose ends and tighten up the loose screws. This NFC is wide open.
wide open. Speaking of the Cardinals, they made some roster moves today, and in the process, they brought an end to a rather disappointing career. We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports. These are the wide receivers that were taken in the late first, second, third, fourth, even fifth round. Well, I mean, he's gone now. He's gone. Why do you got to go there? What, misery needs company? Something like that, or it loves it. One of the two. Um, remember, the Cardinals in 2019 took three wide receivers. Three. Uh, yeah. The fact that they didn't back into one of these guys is a minor miracle. I mean, like, like uh, the year they say, okay, you know what? We're going for it. it. We're going for it with wide receivers. We're going to draft three of them because I'm sure one of them mm. will work out. Yeah. So in a year where the Cardinals took Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson, instead, guys like Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Nicole Hardman, D.K. Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Hunter Renfro all became good, if not great, players in this league. Here we are three years later, and with the release of Andy Isabella today, Isabella, Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson are no longer a part of the organization. Yeah, missed. They they, they look clearly missed on the guy. It it ran its course. They're going to get Wesley back, and they're going to get A.J. Green back this week. That's what they're hopeful of. Listen, what I heard is he just never had any self-confidence. He played kind of very robotic, wasn't very natural. He was overthinking everything out there on the field, just overthinking everything. They missed on him. They missed on him. They just, you know, if you, if you ask them, they'll tell you, we, just, we missed on the guy. You know, we thought he was going to be a really great player, and he, and he was. And now he'll go somewhere else. I'm sure somebody will pick him up. I'm, I'm sure, sure he'll be on a roster and active and play this year, and we'll see how he does with somebody else. But clearly, it just didn't work out here. But the you know the interesting point to me is what you're saying. It's not just Andy Isabella didn't work out. Is Three guys in one draft class did not work out. You're yeah. right. I mean, you would think you would at least back into one of those guys. You would think. I mean, Hakeem Butler was a fourth rounder. Keyshawn Johnson was a sixth rounder. You would. Th- I mean, clearly there was a commitment by the organization. We have got to go find ourselves a young wide receiver. We're going to commit to it. And in a year where there were so many to miss on all of them, on the three that you picked, when there were so many great ones that ultimately you could choose from, you know, and look. Teams miss on draft picks, okay? And we can sit here and debate whether Steve Kime misses on more draft picks than your garden variety general manager. It sure does seem like he does miss on more draft picks than your garden variety general manager. Teams are going to miss, and not every draft pick is going to hit. Andy Isabella was the last kind of proof of Josh Rosen's time with the Cardinals, right? He was the last. And because of that, if you remember, when the Cardinals drafted him, almost immediately out of the shoot, there was pressure on Andy Isabella. Like, okay, you're the guy with the draft pick they got for the quarterback that they traded in the offseason, right? You're yeah. you're the last man standing of the Josh Rosen era. What year was that will. draft? That was 2019. Miami had, a, had an earlier second round pick that the Cardinals were trying to get. I, I would. Like, I wonder correct. who they got. Mm, I can look. Two thousand. Yeah, because I. I wonder who they were. If they. I wonder who they would have taken if they would have gotten Miami's first round pick. I'm going to try to find out. Give me a minute here. I can. Because remember, see. they got the second of the sec, of the picks. I'm looking. Hold on. Give me a minute here. Okay. Give me a minute. I'm looking. 2019 draft. The fiftieth pick. No, I'm sorry. That's Minnesota. 
Miami. I know. It's Miami. I know. I, I'm just doing this on the air. It's not easy. Give okay. me a minute. No, okay. it's, it's, I'll get it. I'll get it here. You just got to give me a minute here. They must have traded it because the way I'm looking, Miami had the 13th pick in that draft and then the 78th pick in that draft. So they must have traded it to somebody else at some point. There must have been some sort of deal. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought they had two second rounders that year, and the Cardinals ended up getting the second of the two. I thought so, too. But I think Miami must have traded the first of the two to somebody else because I'm looking at a recap of the draft, and I can't find a pick before Andy Isabella in the second round made okay, by Miami. Okay, so they might, have tra- they might have traded that pick. Yeah, I can't recall. Okay. I'll but, see if I can find out. Yeah, uh, so, so look, it's... it's Andy Isabella, it it didn't work out. I'm glad to hear that Antoine Wesley's going to be back. I'm glad to hear that A.J. Green. I'm not as happy to hear about A.J. Green because I, I just really wonder how much he has left. Andy Isabella, it was time. Uh, we'll all be curious to see what happens to him now. We'll all be curious to see where he goes. I'm assuming he's going to go somehow, somewhere, somehow, some way. He'll end up on somebody else's roster. And somebody else who liked him in the draft will take a chance on him. But here, his time here with the Cardinals, it was... Second round pick, you have fairly, rightfully so, you have expectations, and he never even came close to living up to it. I found it. They traded it to New Orleans. It was the 48th overall pick. Okay. So it was 48th overall. Eric McCoy, center, is who they took out of Texas A&M. Because I'm just curious now. That was who the 48th pick was. What wide receiver? So so 48, the the wide receivers that went before, in between those two picks. Okay, you want to know who they could have had? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Could have had A.J. Brown. They could have had McCole Hardman. Could have had Hardman. They could have had J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yep. They could have had Paris Campbell. Um, those were the wide so those receivers the wide that outs. went in between those picks. And I'll tell you, you, you know who else? They tried to get that first second-round pick from Miami. They didn't get it, and then they settled on the second second-round pick. You know who else they could have had if they wanted Miles Sanders, the running back, went number fifty-three. Oh my God. The Philly running back right now is killing it. <laughs> he was he was available at number forty-eight. If indeed that was the pick that Miami wouldn't give them wow. in that deal, um, so that, that could have that could have changed a lot of things if they would have got the first second round pick instead of the second. Could have it could have. So Andy Isabella, he had asked for a, a trade this offseason. Nothing happened. He got permission to seek a trade. Nothing happened. Uh, he had said during the offseason, during training camp, "quote They can do whatever." they want. They ain't going to break me. I think at that time he thought he was going to get cut. He didn't um, in large part because of the injuries at the position and the uncertainty at the position. They decided to keep him. It's not the only move that was made today by the Cardinals. In addition to releasing Isabella, they signed center Billy Price off of the Raiders practice squad. If that name sounds familiar, it's because back when we thought Rodney Hudson was going to retire, he was a name that they or at least might retire. He was a guy they had brought in during the late spring early summer to kind of give a tryout to the offensive line. They ultimately didn't sign they him. Tried but they tried to sign him. They did. They tried to sign him, but they couldn't agree on the money. He wanted more money than what the Cardinals were willing to offer at that time. So, solid guy, could play center, could play guard, and, and has experience. So, with the offensive line beat up the way it is, it made sense for them to, you know, to go get a guy that's you know been in the league, you know, former Ohio State guy. He was a first-round pick. He's been in the league for a while. So, he'll come in and he'll be able to give them 
him some depth and he could play two positions. Yeah, and with the uncertainty on the offensive line, as you mentioned, it's all kind of beat up. Justin Pugh is hurt. And of course, when Will Hernandez got kicked out of that game on Sunday against the Panthers, all hell broke looks on the offensive line because now Harlow had to come in and play right guard. Rodney Hudson had been kind of in and out from play to play because of his injury situation. Cody Ford's not available anytime soon, so they, they needed to play there, and they did make one other move. They signed kicker Matt Amendola to the practice squad, which I, I kind of figured they were going to sign somebody. Uh, Eno Benjamin, awesome. You can't have Eno Benjamin trying 50-yard field goals. They, <laughs> no, they needed no. a kicker kicker, and so they brought Amendola into the practice squad to give themselves a fallback in it, case it Prater can't them, play. It gives them a few days here. It gives them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to see, you know, make sure that, pra- that Prater is right before they would have to make any moves and elevate guys from the practice squad. Yeah. So those are the moves by the Cardinals today. And again, the takeaway probably is less that Andy Isabella is gone and more that the reinforcements are starting to come. Antoine Wesley is coming. A.J. Green is coming. DeAndre Hopkins yeah, is a I'm, couple weeks West, away from coming. Right? Wesley and Green could be back this week from what I'm being told. So those guys could be back this week. I just gut feeling. Does Andy Isabella end up being a decent receiver in this league or no? No. No. So no, no matter where he goes, not a guy that you're really going to pay a lot of attention to to see how he's doing? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Yep. I, somebody will certainly give him a shot. But my gut feeling is that, no, this, this will not be one. The Cardinals will regret drafting him. They won't regret cutting him. Okay. You know, regret drafting him, right. not regret cutting not him. Regret cutting went, him. Oh, man, we let that one get away. I, I think if Andy Isabel was going to make his mark, he would have made it by now. Do want to remind you, you can subscribe to the Burns and Gambo Show podcasts right now. Subscribe on your iPhone or your Android, and you'll never miss any of the shows. We just digitally deliver it to you like you would any other podcast you love listening to. It's the Burns and Gambo Show podcast, and it's brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherpriced.com. That's higherprice.com. Jalen Hurts has played like an MVP this season, but is that going to hold on Sunday against the Cardinals? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, tonight we have got Diamondbacks baseball, second to the last game of the season, and they are currently losing right now to the Brewers by a score of 2 to nothing. I saw where Zach Gallon's pitch count got way high, way fast. Just trying to get up a solo shot. Yeah, uh, Luis Urias, I believe, just hit one off of him. He gave up one to Mitchell in the second inning as well. Zach's already thrown three innings, and he's already up to 65 pitches. Is that <laughs> what he's up to? He's at 65 pitches. He's oh, thrown three innings. Yeah, he's, he's not going to last too long. It will be. Now, tomorrow's final game of the season for the Diamondbacks is a day game. And so we'll already be on the air when it's going on. One of the things that we will be paying very close attention to will be the innings for Merrill Kelly. Yeah. He needs five and two thirds to get to 200 on the season. He's never got it. He's been 200 when he was in Korea, but he's never done, obviously, 200 in the major league. 
it's important to him. Troy's acknowledged it. Merrill's acknowledged it. We had Troy on the show earlier. He, you pushed him on him a little bit, and he said, at least 100. That's kind of, you know, anything beyond 100, I'm going to get a little uncomfortable when it comes to the number of pitches he throws. We get up to 106, 108, 109. I yeah, might just might have to take him. him out of the game just for safety. But I'm sure he's going to give him every opportunity to get those five and two-thirds innings so he can say he had a 200-inning season. Because yeah, it, it doesn't happen be, very often Yeah, I mean, the Brewers are out of it. They got eliminated yesterday, even though they came back to beat the Diamondbacks. Beat the Diamondbacks bullpen, by the way. Diamondbacks had a 4-1 lead in the last inning, and they they absolutely blew it. And they lost the game in extra innings. Judges being taken out of the game right now. That's it. They let really? him go out. Yep, they just took him out of the game, standing over. What's it? The second or th- third inning, I think. So they gave him a second at bat. They gave him a second at bat, and now they, they let him. Out. They let him take the field, so he could get an ovation when he walked off. And then they pulled him out of the game. Huh? Interesting, right? Interesting. So he's not finishing the game. That's it. He got a sixty-second. He's. They're not going to keep him on the game to try to get a sixty-third. You broke the record. You're good. We're taking you out of the game. You're done. I wonder why they're... I mean, just because he's... I don't know. It's a good question. I don't I mean, know. They don't need to win the game, obviously. They've, they've already clinched one of the top two playoff spots in the American League. Yeah. So they don't need this. Is it because his, his mind is on what he just did and it might be hard for him to focus and they want to give the guy a blow because he's been grinding they so hard to get it? They probably want to give him a blow because he's, you know, they played him every day. They batted him leadoff. Yeah. For goodness sakes, they batted him leadoff. Now, you can have a lot, they're going to have a lot of time before they play a playoff game because they get like, what, like five days before they play, so you'll get some rest there. But I think the grind, the mental fatigue, everything. is probably good just to give him a breather and let him just not think about baseball for a, for the rest of the game. Alright, that's what's on tonight. What we'll be watching as soon as we're out of here on the Burns and Gambo show. And then, of course, we're going to be back with you tomorrow at uh, straight up 2 o'clock. Suns play tomorrow. Uh, preseason Suns game. Suns preseason In game fact, number 2. See if they can rebound off that, uh, that tough loss to Australia. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Mark J. Spears tweeted this out a little bit ago and okay. I meant to mention this. Um, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are expected to attend the game tonight um, between two foreign teams that are playing in Vegas because they're the two studs, the overseas studs that are going to be one and two in the NBA draft this year. They're playing in that game. Uh, Victor Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson are playing tonight in an exhibition game in Henderson, Nevada. LeBron, CP3, Book, and Aiton are all going to watch. Are all going to watch together because they're playing tomorrow night in Vegas against each other. So they're like, "Well, we're here. We might as well go see these two kids." That everybody says. I mean, everybody says these two guys are can't miss once in a generation. Unbelievable players coming into the, like like the kind of players. Greg Popovich tanks for, you know, the kind of players the Oklahoma City Thunder tank for, the kinds of players Danny Ainge tanks for, right? The kind of players where you go, yeah, it's okay if we lose a bunch of games next year because we might be able to get one of you those might two get dudes. Michael Jordan, you may get LeBron, you may get, you know, Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, I understand. That's why, I mean, it, I, there was a story today. We didn't get to talk about it very much. Uh, matter of fact, we didn't get to talk about it all, but I'll just bring it up quickly. And it was talking about like seven, you know, seven, you know, t- top storylines to kind of follow in the NBA. And 
what one of them is what what is Oklahoma City going to do with Shea Gilgis Alexander? Like if they want to tank and they want to put themselves in a position to get one of those guys, they're better off not having Shea Gilgis Alexander on their roster. They're better off actually trading Shea Gilgis. Seven NBA players who could shape the season, and it says could Shea Gilgis Alexander actually be traded? And there's a story in you know I think it was in the Athletic, but it did talk about that. Like if they're you know if they're if if they're trying to get one of those bona fide stars, it almost doesn't pay to keep Shea Gilgis because he's so good. He's yeah. such a good player. He's going to help you win games in a league where guys superstars like that you get shocked when they get traded, and yet somehow they're always available. He's the guy, man. He he's the guy where if you say to me, okay, the Suns are holding all into their draft picks. They've got an idea of a player in mind who might be available sometime in the next few months or the next year or so. If he's that guy, sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up for him to take over for Chris Paul as the point guard on this team. Yeah, he signed a five-year deal, Max. He says, I know what I signed up for. I signed the five-year extension. I don't think we're going to be losing for much longer. It's not like I signed up to lose. I believe in this team. I believe in the players we have on this team. I think we're heading the right direction, and we'll be where we want to be. But he's 24 years old, and he could be like, you know, if you're if you're James Jones, and you're trying to put yourself in a position to, to get a player like this, this is maybe why you don't give up a first-round pick for Boyan Bogdan or anybody like that, because this is a 24-year-old kid that, you know, just plug and play. Chris Paul's gone. You put him in there and you're still great. Absolutely. And and, and we've, we've you and I have speculated about him for a, for a, for a year. while yeah. now. Yeah, as a guy, hey, just keep an eye. He might become available at some point, because all it takes, all it takes is for him to say, man, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. Now, it didn't work with Durant, obviously, and so maybe Oklahoma City would say, hey, yeah, sorry, bud, we're not letting you go as much as you might want out, but he, players usually get out when they want out, and if he wants out, now there's a guy to target. If he wants there's out, there's a guy That's a lot of wants. money. You're going to have to match you know, money on a sign-and-trade deal, but you know, you could probably load up on a lot of draft picks and a, and a bunch of contracts if you wanted to get off the Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, it's just a question of, do they want DeAndre Ayton? Uh, and, and those, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the names that they threw out there is, you know, would, you know, would, um, could you get an Anthony Simmons? Could you get a Keegan Murray? You know, who would want, you know, what team would want to get Shea Gilgis Alexander so bad they give up another young star? But I don't know if you're, if you're tanking for one of these kids, you probably don't want to get somebody that's going to help you win a lot of basketball games. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, that game tonight in Henderson is between a G League team, the G League Ignite, and the Paris Metropolitans 92. They're playing in Henderson, Nevada tonight. Victor Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson are playing in that game, and that's why everybody's there to see them play so um we'll see how you know it's it's and, and you know again you know one of my big takeaways from that tweet honestly yeah deandre ayton's so pissed at the suns he doesn't want to hang out with devin booker and chris paul right oh. he's gonna be there too it's like he's there yeah he's there he's yeah. you know hey you guys are but going money's the not there i'll go <laughs> no money's not money's not there they, i mean book probably asked money says da going yeah all right i'm not it's gonna do it for us i promise we'll talk more about jalen hurts tomorrow we are out of here we'll see you tomorrow straight up two o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.